This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast. We're going to buy clutch points. I'm your host, Blake Bubba. With me, as always, my co-host Dylan Ray. We're back here on the podcast for our Week 14 picks. So only one episode this week. Uh, Dylan was a little bit under the weather. It was not because uh, we missed some of our picks from last week, but um, that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna hold that against Dylan. I think he's, I think he's just gonna um, still trying to. He's got the advantage over me in the picks, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, he is gonna win the season long. Unless I just go rogue here and start picking against uh, a lot of the others. But uh, we do have more picks this week that aren't the same. Yeah. Last week, we had a lot of similar picks. Um, so we'll see. We'll make up any ground here. But uh, Dylan, we jump in with our games of the week. We're going back to plural here. As uh, this one will involve the Bills, uh, who played what can only be described as one of the most uh, weird games, uh, certainly the weirdest game we've seen all season in the NFL, uh, in their loss to the Patriots. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, yeah that that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just the Bills are at the Bucks. The Bucks are three-point favorites in this one. I tend to think this line should be a little bit higher, which I, you know, it's, cr- it's crazy to think about. But I just don't trust the Bills at this point. Um, I know that again. That game against the Patriots is very weird. And, you know, Mac Jones throws, you know, less than a handful of passes, yeah. and, and they still win. But I, I just don't trust the Bills anymore. Like I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. I said that, you know, a while I guess a few weeks ago. But um, Bucks, uh, I tend to have a little bit more trust in here. They're the pick, and quite frankly, I didn't do it because there there was another one I thought that was a little bit better, even though it's a higher point spread. But I'm not against thinking that this could be a lock of the week as a field goal for the Bucks to win here. Uh, I just I don't think the Bills have what it takes to win and win this game. Yeah, in terms of the confidence factor, I don't think they're that far of the line. You're right in terms of where this could be as a lock. I uh, definitely still think it'll be a really good game, a game that we almost got as the Super Bowl last year, a game that uh, a lot of people probably picked going into the season as a as a Super Bowl matchup, so it should be a lot of fun. I you know I still trust the Bills more than a lot of teams in the AFC because the AFC is just after the Bills and Pats, there's a lot of movement. A lot of teams are kind of all over the place that are inconsistent week to week. I, I know Buffalo, you know, at seven and five, not the record they would have hoped at this point in the season, but I still think they have one of the best defenses in the league. I still think their offense has more to offer. Some little mistakes here and there in the last game that, as you mentioned, the weather was just ridiculous. It was only so much they could have done. And really, I mean, the game comes down to the Pats getting the two point conversion, making one of, or making both their field goals while the Bills miss one. I mean, it's just. Little things here and there where Buffalo, if, if some of the early situations in the game go differently, it looks a lot different. I still think uh, the issue here is that Tampa is not going to be doing what Mac Jones did with three passes. Tom Brady and that offense uh, are just clicking at a ridiculous level, the top DVOA offense in the league. They've also, as we've talked about this year, they've been running the ball insanely well. They're the second best rush offense in DVOA, which last year was not the case at all. They just have become a, an attack that even for a Bills defense that I still believe 
in for the most part. It should uh, still, I don't think Tampa is going to put up maybe, you know, high 30s necessarily point total here. But I think uh, it's just going to be a little bit too much for them to overcome. A tough defense to be facing on the other end for Buffalo is that, you know, they've, they've gotten back on track in some of these games. They played really well, you know, just going back to Thanksgiving against the Saints. Uh, not necessarily that different of a defense in where it ranks uh, in Tampa. Um, I just I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to put up quite enough points. So yeah, Tampa's the pick. Game should be a lot of fun. Um, just a little bit too much faith in maybe the Bills still being one of the better teams in the league. That I just couldn't quite make this a lock though. I, I do think confidence factor rise. You're what you're right. Like it's it's not that far off of uh, games I'd put in like the order of where, which one do I feel the best about uh, making a lock here. Well, perhaps it's being a frustrated Josh Allen fantasy owner uh, has led me to this uh, opinion on this, but uh, we'll see on that. Uh, All right, our other game of the week, Rams at the Cardinals. Uh, The Cardinals, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. We talk about jumping off the Bills bandwagon. Well, uh, many people may have jumped off the Rams bandwagon at this point, and I don't, you know, I certainly have my hesitations about the Rams and how far they could go at this point and where they're at right now, but... I think this pick for me, as I'm picking the Cardinals, is just more about Kyler Murray back, DeAndre Hopkins back, and as we've seen, they just they make a huge difference on for this team. And um, I just, yeah, I think this is again sort of the sort of a similar scenario like we just talked about, um, where I I think the Rams, you know, could do some good things here, but at the end of the day, I just think the Cardinals are the better team right now, and and you know, as a two and a half point favorite at home, I'll probably lean that way. Yeah, it's not quite a lock again because even outside of this game this year, the Rams, the last however many years under McVay, have had a lot of success against Arizona. Obviously, this is a different Arizona team uh, than we've been used to in the past, but um, not one I would consider a lock. But yeah, that two and a half, you're like, oh, they're probably going to win by a field goal. Um, Definitely want to see the Rams. Obviously, last week, there's only so much you can take away from playing Jacksonville. You want to see them have a better effort against one of these uh, playoff caliber teams. Their only impressive win really on their entire uh, schedule this year was against Tampa Bay. Um, uh, uh, you know, outside of that, some teams at the time maybe looked better, but have kind of fallen off. And uh, this would be a big one to get some confidence back. Uh, a team, again, as I mentioned, they'd, they'd want to believe eight straight uh, games against Arizona before losing that one a year uh, earlier this season. And I, I just, the thing is, like you mentioned with Kyler Murray being back in that offense and, and DeAndre Hopkins, they can do so many things when the plays break down that I just worry that, the, you know, the Rams defense and has played really well. The structure has been great. Greg Gaines has really been putting up insane numbers. Uh, all the ESPN pass rush and run, run block or uh, run route rush uh, win rate stuff. He's been up there with some of the best guys in the league that you just add that to Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. And you think, all right, this defensive line still has a, a ton of talent and has it so much that it can offer. But I just haven't seen on the back end of that defense against some of the better teams I don't really trust it as much we still saw San Francisco run over them to an extent I don't know if Arizona has that in them they're not really one of the better run offenses in the league in terms of DVOA but yeah they can just make things happen when plays break down and it's like the Rams can have the structure there but the fact that Kyler can just run out of it and get a first down and just keep extending drives that's kind of what happened in the first matchup and I really worry it's going to happen again Um, hopefully the Rams uh, if they're going to have a chance here they're going to not be able they can't turn the ball over Arizona's been one of the best defenses in the league at forcing turnovers something the Rams in that three-game skid really struggled with that'll be a factor in this one being able to run the ball like they did obviously not a lot of run defenses are like jacksonville's but arizona's kind of middle of the pack so we'll see if sony michelle has a a big workload again potentially here and uh, maybe they'll make it a little bit closer but yeah arizona's still the pick at the end of the day 
Yep, I think so too. Uh, in that one, so like I said, two good games though yeah. potentially. Even though I mentioned the lock with the Bucks, but I I just think that's more of the point total than mm-hmm. anything. Uh, should should expect a good game though with those. All right, to our speaking of locks, our betting locks here. Um, just to recap, our betting locks were. Let's see, I had the Dolphins. Is that right against the yeah. Giants? And that did well. Yours was the Niners. I forget what yours was. Oh, the Niners. That's hey, right. my jinx worked. I was really happy. Actually, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that that works. Yeah, it actually worked out very well for you. So, um, yes. So uh, there's that. So I want to recap those. We didn't do an episode earlier <laughs> in the week, but this time around, uh, I'm going back to the well here, as I do very often, as as we know. Uh, the Raiders are at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites at home at Arrowhead Stadium. And this one, I think back, I think I actually picked the Chiefs as my betting lock against the Raiders um, yep. the previous time. I want to say that was a, that was a much lower spread. I want to uh-huh. say it was like three, three and a half, maybe something like that. Um, so I'm going back to this one. Uh, I just think that if you give me the Chiefs by double digits at home against the Raiders team, who I think is just reeling right now, I'll take that because as we've, we've talked about, the Chiefs are on the upswing. Uh, they played very – I mean, they didn't play perfect against the Broncos, but I think that Broncos team, as we talked about, is a little bit undervalued maybe uh, just given what they can do. But mm-hmm. I just I just don't see it here for the Raiders. So if you give me the Chiefs and 10 points, I'll take that here at 9.5. Yeah, as we've talked about, Kansas City's defense, while it's still not ranking you know, by any means as a top unit, it's gotten out of the cellar. It's, playing, it's played pretty well the last few weeks against – Maybe not the best offenses, maybe not an offense even as good as as what Vegas has to offer, but they've been really stagnant week to week. Uh, you know, they had that great performance against the the Cowboys, but outside of that, they've really been inconsistent. So we can't really rely on them to to show up week to week. And yeah, I just think we that was the game. Yeah, that was the game. The Chiefs really kind of got back on track as an offense while they haven't have been perfect as we mentioned the last few weeks. Um, you know, only putting up 19 points against the Cowboys, 22 last week. Um, I still think they have that capability and they're not that far off. And I do think the Raiders, just as we talked about at the time, they, you know, and it's not even like they can just kind of go to two high shells and, and kind of play a different defense that teams have had success against Kansas City this year because of their personnel. Uh, but they didn't really even try in the last game, and the Chiefs ca- killed them with one man over the top. And I just worry it's going to be kind of the same story. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs here. I hope the Raiders make it closer. But for your sake and the betting lock, not so much. And it, it was definitely on the really up on my list probably of games I would consider too. It's it's the thing. The, the issue is just the Chiefs haven't been fantastic against the spread. Week to week, uh, not always quite put it, putting up the numbers that we expect from them. But I, I could definitely see it happening here. And that nine and a half, I know some places I think we're at ten. So that extra half point probably is going to be a, a difference maker for you and why you win this one. Yeah, hopefully that is the case. Uh, this next one, you you are going. This may yes. be one of our biggest point spreads for our locks this year. I, I think maybe that Bills or Bills Jags maybe was one. Um, I think that I don't remember what that was. I want to say it was pretty similar to this. Bears are at the Packers. The Packers are 12 and a half point favorites at home in this one. So Dylan going the two touchdown route here, uh, hoping for at least a 13 point win uh, in this one. I mean, I'm picking the Packers, but I think as you noted, Dylan, before we started recording, what's what's interesting here is this line did not move at all, even with Justin Fields mm-hmm. being named the starter. <laughs> and that tells you what you need to know uh, about what uh, is thought of the Bears offense right now. And really, I think just the trajectory of where the Packers are so yeah before he got hurt a few weeks ago they were doing absolutely nothing with fields in the game and I you know he did have that that one Monday night performance we talked about where he kind of 
burst out with some really flash plays against the Steelers. I just this Packer defense, I know they end up giving up some points and some big plays to the Rams. I just don't think the Bears have that capability in their offense right now. Um, and I think Green Bay is just one of the more well-rounded teams. I know that the spread's really high. I just feel like they're not a team that's going to give up a garbage touchdown that's going to like bring it down to a one-score game necessarily. If I do lose this one, I anticipate it being you know more of a 10-point win for the Packers as I think they beat the Bears by 10 earlier this year. Um, I just, yeah, it's a team for the Bears, man. You, you want to be excited at certain points about certain things in the defense too. They've, they have, they've played decently this year, but still uh, kind of a middle-of-the-pack unit, not as good as what the Rams' uh, defense has put up. And we just saw what the Packers, before their bye, were able to do against Los Angeles. So, yeah, I, I think we've kind of seen some of these games where the, the Packers host the Bears over the years on Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night, whatever it is, and they end up kind of just beating them down. I kind of have a, a feeling that's going to be what happens here. Yep, I think so too uh, on that. And uh, we'll see if we can get these. These are, again, these are pretty high spreads. Usually we don't go that route, but we're going to try this week and see. All right, the Ravens at the Browns. This is one of our upsets. Uh, Of course, Dylan's, I'm looking at Dylan's upset here, and I'm just, we'll talk about it in a second, but I'm not sure about about it. it. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not sure about mine either. The Ravens at the the Browns, like I said, Browns are the, the favorites here, two and a half points. Uh, and this one, so I this is more of a a bet on the Ravens uh, again, maybe finding a way to be able to to take care of business here. I just don't trust the Browns. I think that's also what it comes down to. Um, that you know has something that I've talked about before. And Ravens are coming off that loss to the Steelers. Um, and remember, as again Dylan noted, this uh, the Browns are are playing a game against the Ravens here for the second time in a row. Like this is. This is it. Like they're these two teams played on November twenty eighth, uh, and now they play again here. Uh, so I think that is that is also worth noting, and I think that's interesting in and of itself for a team to have a buy, come out and play the same team again. You would yep. think that would maybe give the Browns a little bit of advantage, and I think that's where you know you're kind of leaning on if you're looking at the spread and everything here. But I just don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick the Ravens here. I think this should be a good game, but. I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, it was a weird game to kind of try to take away too much from last time, right? Like the Ravens had so many turnovers, were not able to move the ball insanely well. They ended up finding a way to win. The Browns just had drives that kind of started and were not able to finish them off. I, I believe I picked yeah, I picked the Ravens last time to win. It's it's not just as simple as home field. I you know, I do think losing Marlon Humphrey does bring an element. Uh, that takes away from that secondary. There already are such a team, as we've talked about, that's had so many guys lost before the year throughout the season. It's a banged-up team. And to go off a bye for Cleveland, a team that's also been banged up, I think they're going to be refreshed, whereas you have Baltimore coming off a really tough, dramatic loss uh, to the Steelers and kind of caught up to them. They've been this team that we've talked about that's found ways to win every week and ridiculous uh, fashion. They have really probably should have a worse record than their – than our eight and four um, mark there. They've just found crazy ways to win. Still think they're a solid team, but I think in this one, relying a bit on the Browns defense, having uh, uh, bouncing back a little bit from that that game where they gave up over 150 rushing yards. And also, I just think the Browns, it, it was kind of one of the weird games this year where they haven't run the ball well. And I just don't think that's going to happen again um, at home. And again, getting a little healthier, getting some guys back in there. Um, Baltimore is just... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's more of a feeling uh, on top of it too of you know the fact that they just faced each other a couple yeah. weeks ago. How does that 
impact both teams. It's, it's kind of a weird thing, and it's it's really hard to as they you always hear coaches say the old adage of how hard it is to beat a team a third time if they face them in the postseason. But playing them twice in a row is kind of similar to more often what we've seen with division opponents that play in Week 17 and they play the next week in the playoffs. It's it's tough, and I just. I, maybe it's a little trust in Stefanski to figure out some things in offense to just push enough points across the board. I think Cleveland, a team at 6-6 six and six that is unlike Baltimore, who has won some crazy games, I think Cleveland could be a bit better than their record. So maybe they'll, they'll get back on track. And either way, a game that's going to probably come down to the wire. Yeah, it should be another good game uh, in this one, like you said, and a very unique sort of setup. There with the Browns playing the Ravens, uh, second straight game here. All right, Cowboys at Washington. Uh, this is the one I was teasing about Dylan here making this pick. Although, let's point this out: Washington's won four in a row now, mm-hmm. and um, this is a big game for them because you know you look at the standings: Cowboys are eight and four, Washington six and six, Eagles are six and seven uh, in the in the NFC East. And I mean, again, if Washington wins this game, Cowboys drop to eight and five, Washington would move to seven and six. And then you've got a pretty tight race entering the final several games of the season. But the Cowboys are four-point favorites on the road in this one. Uh, I'm picking the Cowboys here. I just, uh, again, I've, you know, we went with the Washington upset last week against the Raiders. It worked. I just think the Cowboys, again, are are probably the better team, even though, you know, they've been inconsistent too, and we've seen that. Um, But, again, this, you look at it like this could be a pretty good game here between these two. You you would probably expect it to be, and uh, I'm going to go the Cowboys route on this one. Yeah, a lot on the line here for for Washington with how they've kind of battled back into the into this race. Um, it's not, I mean, most of this pick. So I initially had the Cowboys, then I realized I had zero upsets again. This this happened last week too, and so I was like, where do I want to go? And there was a couple that you have that I didn't want to just change to the same pick as you. And eventually, I kind of yeah, just felt like this game had that weird feeling of you know what we've seen from the Cowboys. They have been so inconsistent as you mentioned the last few weeks. Um, on offense, even you know defensively, they give up all those points to the Raiders. I know the Raiders' offense has some explosiveness to it, but I'm not taking away too much from the way that Saints game went. Kind of a weird game that felt like a, a team with a that's a little better uh, uh, taken care of under center at this point would have maybe stolen away from the Cowboys. And I think we've seen Heineke have the ability to make those plays and get out of the pocket and just do different things where. I don't know. Uh, it, it could go completely the other way. If, if Dallas forces turnovers, which is very possible, we've seen their defense at certain times uh, stand up and have really solid games. I still think they're a better defense than what we've seen maybe the last few weeks. But they're not a fantastic run defense. And I, I do think Washington, Antonio Gibson is a fantasy owner, not that it matters too much, has had a, at this point with me not in the playoffs, has played pretty well. Um, and But also, again, they've just on this streak it's there's something about the way that they play complementary football uh the way they're able to just not try to force things too much and uh they've kind of found an identity and it yeah it should be a really good game just felt like out of the games left that i didn't have a upset pick on that maybe this was my uh, best chance to, to steal one against you yeah could be we'll see <laughs> see what happens in that one uh quick picks we go through these the steelers at the vikings vikings three-point favorites and this one, this was a hard one to pick. I mean, again, we talk about picking between these two teams. And, yep. I mean, the Vikings going off a loss to the Lions. The Steelers have not looked great, even though they beat the Ravens. I just went with the home team here. I picked the Vikings. I don't I don't have a lot of trust in either one of these, though. 43 and a half over under. I'm, I'm probably taking the under in this one. Ooh. I anticipate kind of an uglier uh, game here between these two teams. I'm picking the Vikings as well. I just think they're, even though they, yeah, they have that <laughs> that loss, and I'm not surprised. Like like you mentioned, you almost went with the Lions. You've, you felt like there's been a few times where, where you want to jump on them and, and possibly get that 
that pick correct for that first W. Um, I still think the Vikings are a better team than their record indicates. I still think they it's crazy with the way they, the playoff race is shaping up in the NFC with that last seed in particular, but even San Francisco losing. There's just a lot of teams, even if you're a little under 500, you got a shot. So Minnesota, I think at home, maybe a little bounce back, show that they're a little better than what we saw a week ago. And yeah, just Pittsburgh, I don't know. I The Ravens' defense, as we've talked about, has not been fantastic and while minnesota isn't playing maybe at their highest level i don't know i just don't think where their weakness is especially in the in their run defense 29th in dvoa i don't know if pittsburgh's set up still even with the improvements along their offense line even with some of the things we've seen from Najee harris they've not been they're 26 in run offense dvoa i just don't think they have maybe the firepower quite enough to to pick up the win but uh the spread in you know the spread is pretty indicative of what where these teams are at no one everyone knows the vikings are going to play one score games it's just like their destiny at this point so what it could you know all it takes is a couple plays it could flip the other way i'm going to say the vikings though is the winner here jaguars with the titans titans eight and a half point favorites in this one i really didn't think about this as a lock and we we laughed about that but i just Maybe it's my trust issues with the Titans uh, now, but the Titans should win this game, and, and they're the pick here. Yeah, I'm picking the Titans as well. I think they'll bounce back. They Honestly, we probably maybe should, should have uh, considered this as a lock. I know even with all the injuries that Tennessee's had, uh, their defense still is in a place that I, I don't anticipate the Jaguars putting up a, a crooked number. And I think Tennessee's offense will find some success against uh, a bottom two defense in the league, DVOA-wise at least. Um, so, yeah, Tennessee the pick, maybe one that we're going to look back on on Monday when we're recording and be like, man, we should have considered that as a lock. Yeah, maybe so. Saints, a five-point favorites on the road against the Jets. I know you thought about this one for a little bit, but I, I think <laughs> it's interesting because Taysom Hills, I mean, I think that's a big part of it if he's healthy. I know he's got the issue, uh, the wrist or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, I, I mean, the Saints are – I'm going to pick the Saints to win. But, I mean, give the Jets some credit. They've, they play a little bit better at times as we've seen. And um, But, yeah, it's just – it's hard to pick them to win this game. Yeah, I – I did struggle, like you said. I just at the at the end of the day, though, it's really hard to pick the Jets. Like I know, like looking back at that Jets Texans game, I know we both picked the Texans, and we felt like oh, maybe we could have gone the other way. They've they've been in some games against teams that are not necessarily good teams, but you know at least kept the score closer against Miami. Um, and the Saints have just been so disappointing. You know, given where they were at five and two, they're in a five game losing streak. I think they do get right here. They get the win, but man, I do not. I don't feel great about this pick at all. I, I, it feels it, it was one that was just kind of like, ugh. Like I, I don't want to write anything down because I just don't really trust New Orleans. I, I still think though they are the better team and have to be ultimately a pick here. Spread wise, uh, they might, maybe it's going to be a four point game, three point game. Well, this one's not easy to figure out either. The Falcons are at the Panthers. The Panthers are two and a half point favorites in this one. I'm going upset with the Falcons here. I mean, how much of an upset is that? I don't know. That's why we ultimately I made the the Ravens as my upset of the week over the Browns. But, I mean, these are two teams I think are very hard to figure out. I mean, the Panthers just fired Joe Brady. Um, Will that change anything? I don't know. Christian McCaffrey's out for the year. Falcons are going nowhere either. Um, This is one where it's like flip a coin, I think, on this one. Yeah, this is a game that, again, maybe feeling that under. They just played earlier this year. I think the final score was 19-13. to 13. We got a 42-and-a-half over-under. I, I could see it going under again because, yeah, Carolina's offense, as we've talked about, has just been pretty pretty awful. Uh, one of the worst pass offenses in the league. It's uh, they're, they're really bolstered by a defense that, you know, while it's not 
uh, still a premier run defense has really elevated itself overall this season to a place I didn't know it would get to so quickly. If if I if you had told me they were seventh in defense at this point, I would have anticipated Carolina being a bit better uh, in a bit better spot in the playoff race. But here we are, um, you know, for a team that I, I just don't really feel great about where they're going. Um, but I, I just feel a little worse about Atlanta, I've, as I've talked about on here. We they're a team that all year has been ranking below or or close to Jacksonville. Houston is one of the worst, and Detroit is the worst team in the league, and they are worst uh, have the worst DVOA at the moment. I, they just well, they have a few victories here and there, but they're really unreliable. Um, two, yeah, five and seven. They're both five and seven. That feels about right for Carolina. I think Atlanta's probably a little worse than that. I'll, I'll bank on Carolina's defense, forcing some turnovers and just not giving up enough points and finding a way to get a win. Well, if you thought the string of ugly games is over, it's not because the Seahawks are at the <laughs> Texans. Uh, the Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, I'm picking the Seahawks here. Uh, that little trust they had in the Texans went away with that loss to the Jets. Um, but like we said, it's quite a string of games and we're not done yet. We've got a couple more after this um, that probably won't meet that game of the week uh, threshold, I don't think. Yeah, Seattle is the pick here. Not a lot to say about where Houston's at. They're still one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, the defense has been better this year than I anticipated, but their offense is just abysmal. And we've seen Seattle, you know, even before they get that that big win last week, they keep their uh, winning ways against. Uh, they've kind of had the Niners number. We've seen the defense be better. It's not good, but it's like it's fine, um, and it's not something that early in the year Seattle's defense was just all over the place, missing assignments left and right. Um, uh, yeah, just they're they're a better team here. I don't think they they've lost a lot of games to really good teams this year. They they have lost to some teams they probably could have beaten, but overall, a tough schedule has kind of been more of the more and you know losing Russell Wilson at, a, at an inopportune time. They might have found a way to win those games against the Steelers and Saints in the middle of their of their schedule if he had been playing, even though he's not playing at the the highest level necessarily. Um, uh, yeah, they should get the win here. Just don't. Ah, man, I'm not, I wasn't not going to touch that spread, though. Just a little too high. Well, the Lions are at the Broncos, uh, another one that I probably wasn't touching. Broncos, <laughs> eight-point favorites in this one. Um, Lions coming off their first win of the year, but the Broncos should win this game. I just I don't trust their offense enough to, to that eight-point spread. That feels like quite a few. Um, so, But, again, probably not a game that you're going to be – all that enthralled by uh given uh, probably the style of both teams yeah unless you got some guys in fantasy probably not yeah. the case and uh, or unless you're a bronco fan obviously you're hoping you can take advantage of this win because they're still very much uh, with basically the entire afc it feels like outside of a couple teams in the playoff race yeah i think denver has to be the pick at home here they've played relatively well there compared to some of their performances offensively in other stadiums you know it wasn't that it's only two weeks ago that we saw them really handle the chargers um and it's just week to week you know we've uh, we'll get to them in a second our opinion on them changes left and right um i think yeah denver's just a better team i don't think they're they're even with the you know the issues they've had on offense they're maybe not as unpredictable as the vikings have been in playing down to opponents i think denver uh we get we get a sign of what they did in those first three weeks of the year when they played it was the giants it was the two new york teams giants jets and the jaguars in some order and they just took care of business I, I think you see that same kind of performance and maybe they do cover but yeah i just still don't trust the offense enough to make it a lock and here we are again the giants at the chargers uh chargers <laughs> ten and a half point favorites in this one so like i said quite a string here of games that should pretty much be pretty one-decided uh or one-sided here i think when you look at it chargers are the pick here uh giants are a mess um but yeah i think 
Chargers defense should, should take care of business here. Yeah, the spread, again, it's it's that 10.5. It's like a little too much because we've seen the Chargers kind of play down to teams as well. At certain points, they played up, obviously, to their opponent the other day. They, they, what a fantastic performance by their offense. I, I know they did have some issues in the middle of the game and allowed Cincinnati to come back, but just made enough plays. It did benefit, obviously, from Joe Mixon just fumbling without anyone touching him. But they are the Chargers for everything we've said about the inconsistencies of them. They're second in DVOA and offense. They're, they're ahead of everyone except for Tampa Bay and the entire NFL right now. Um, it just shows where <laughs> what, uh, Justin Herbert's talent and where that offense has been taken. They've been able to run the ball better lately. Um, yeah, it's just a game where, you know, the Giants have they've won some games against decent teams. They've also had some big clunkers. I just don't think their offense has, at this point, what it takes to take advantage of still a really subpar Charger run defense, still the worst in the league. Um, I, I just don't see the Giants being like, hey, we're going to just pound the rock and have the same success we've seen other teams uh, have. They've just been a, a really bad offense and one that, at this point, I, I don't trust them. Even with the Chargers on predictability, I don't think the Giants are going to win this one. Well, we wrap up with a much better game, yes. what it should be at least. Uh, the 49ers at the Bengals. Niners are favored by a point and a half on the road here in Cincinnati. Um, this was a tough one. I went back and forth on this a bit, but I think it's, you know, talked about trust. My trust in the Bengals has started to go down. My trust in the Niners has gone up a little bit. Um, so I think this should be a really good game, possible game of the week candidate. Uh, but I'm going to actually go with the Niners on the road here. Yeah, I'm I'm picking the Niners too. I just I know they just lost that game to Seattle. It's a tough road trip. I think that you see the Bengals feeling like they're going to want to bounce back, but I I still think San Francisco's such a physically uh, imposing offense to face and and on the defensive front. I do worry, you know, the Bengals are going into the year had some question marks around their about their offensive line, obviously even more so. They they lost some guys in the last game. They had a couple starters not in there for most of the game against the Chargers along the offensive line. And yeah, those those kind of losses, I just don't see it working out too well for their run offense that they've wanted to establish that they've had some success with. Um, obviously, as a lot of teams have running the ball against the Chargers, I just don't think they're going to be able to have that same kind of the game plan against San Francisco. San Francisco, a team that still, despite their uh, what their record might indicate at, at six and six, they're ranking seventh in total DVOA. They're right there with some of the best teams in the league. Um, I, I just think they're a better team that I trust more. So the spread really low. I, I mentioned to you before that the spread when I checked yesterday, the Bengals were slightly favored. Now it's the Niners. I think that the money I would have if I if I you know had the account ready to go. Maybe you would have uh, thrown in a FanDuel <laughs> bet there on San Francisco as well when they were underdogs because I just thought, you know, it just felt like they're going to, they're a better team uh, that I trust a little more at this point. But should be, yeah, not not on the level of our two games of the week, but probably the, the game that outside of those two that I'm looking forward to uh, the most this week, maybe alongside uh, kind of the Ravens Browns. I do think this one will be a really fun, fun, uh, fun matchup with two teams that. Uh, kind of a measuring stick of how far they can go and uh, probably a little more important for the Bengals. I know they have a, a little better record, but uh, San Francisco with the way the race is looking, the NFC still looks like with their schedule, they'll be in good shape. Cincinnati, man, it's a, it's a lot of teams in the AFC. It's it's going to be a wild uh, next, I think we what, we got five weeks left of the season. It's going to be a wild uh, finish here for us in the in the league and seeing where how these uh, wild cards races shake out. Yeah, should be quite a finish, uh, I think, in looking at how these, these playoff spots, like you said, it's, it's going to be interesting. So very unpredictable year for sure. So there are thoughts on Week 14. And, of course, Dylan, have it all covered over Clutch Points, all the stuff you need uh, heading into Week 14 in the NFL. But, of course, also NBA, MLB, it's all there. 
yeah, you can follow all the, well, there's not a lot of MLB news with the lockout, but you can follow anything that we do cover <laughs> yes. on the MLB side in the MLB section there. You can follow all the NBA games in the Clutch Points app, our NFL section, all the NFL games coming up here. Uh, we have our, our prediction articles for every single team. We'll have betting previews for every single game. You can read on the on the website or in the app on, on the site if you just search NFL odds. All those all those articles will populate for you. If you site type predictions, all those articles will populate all the news coverage that we can get, everything that we can possibly analyze uh, down to any, every little detail. A lot of stuff also college football-wise on all these a lot of movement in the transfer portal, a lot of big quarterback news. So some things that are relevant to eventually guys will eventually be in the league that we are covering at clutch points. So yeah, a lot of good stuff. You can go to the fantasy uh, section also at the top of ClutchPoints.com for all of our fantasy articles. Uh, if you're in the playoffs, unlike myself, uh, you can make your um, uh, lineup decisions and help. We can help you out with those with some of the breakdowns we have to, based on uh, the matchups this week. Yeah. Dylan and I, neither in the, the clutch points league playoffs, despite all of our fantasy talk throughout the year, we're not going to bring up how Dylan missed the playoffs. I was a little bit, I guess both of us have a different story. Um, but Dylan's, I think is a little bit, uh, more you can bring worse. it up five straight losses and, uh, and losing by point one this week to miss out on playoff spot. It's pretty, pretty brutal, uh, but I, I'm not as mad. You know, I felt decent about my draft, but injuries really, uh, gutted the the centerpieces of my team so yeah it is yeah. what it is <laughs> Dylan loses by 0.1 in the final week of the season to miss the playoffs meanwhile my claim is that uh, of everyone in the league i had the most points scored against me this year so <laughs> i just missed out uh, i was on the cut as well uh the cut line for the playoffs so there you go um if you take your fantasy advice from us you know when you're winning so uh there you have it uh, all right be sure to check everything out at clutch points as always subscribe to the podcast any podcast that you use search for Saturday class and uh thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time you're off with Saturday class